comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. September edition of the Action Lab podcast. I'm your host, Jim Deeds. And uh, today we are going to, we have quite a bit of news. We're going to be going ahead and looking at all the books coming out uh, that are available in the September previews uh, for pre-order. We're going to be looking at the books we have on the shelves this month. And we're going to cap it all off with an interview with uh, Mr. Ken Crackler, artist and writer, uh, creator of the Action Lab Danger Zone title, Dry Spell. So um, sit back, relax. We have a really good podcast for you today. And uh, let's just start out with the Action Lab news. In the news. Well, the biggest news we had coming out of San Diego Comic-Con, of course, was our um, partnership with Charles Band and Full Moon uh, Feature Studios. Uh we're going to be partnering with them to be making a Puppet Master comic based on the Puppet Master um, series of cult uh, horror movies that were you know so big and popular in the VHS days. Um, we have, right now, um, in, in addition to that, we have some of the preview art for some of the characters. We have Tuddler and Blade and some a lot of the characters that you know and love from the Puppet Master films. Some preview art that we've been passing around on our um, Facebook and uh, Twitter feeds. So if you're interested in seeing some of the uh, the preview art before that book comes out, uh, definitely check those out, and you can you can get a good look at what we've got going on. Uh, Sean Gabrin, who is probably best known to Action Lab audiences for writing Fraction, but also has a, a long and storied history of writing horror comics, is going to be helming uh, the new uh, Puppet Master comic. And uh, we have been showing the preview art, as I said, on the Facebook and Twitter feed. So check that out if you're into that um, uh, property and that franchise. Uh, we're, we're very proud and pleased to be a partner with Charles Band and uh, Full Moon and, uh, Features uh, to do a Puppet Master comic. And it's a big get for us, so we're kind of excited. So again, check out the preview art, and the comic should be available soon in the previews catalog. Something else I wanted to mention, uh, going forward, uh, Action Lab will be, uh, in regards to all of our digital comics that are available on Comixology, will be available DRM-free. Uh, what that means is to you to you is you can transfer the file uh, from one device to another, from one computer to another, you can share with one another. Uh, no more DRM on any of the Action Lab titles uh, at Comixology. Uh, going forward, all of our comics will be DRM-free. So um, it's kind of a big deal if you uh, follow us digitally, if you're into our comics, you know, if that's how you uh, get your Action Lab content, uh, it's digitally, then, then uh, it's, it's a big deal for you. So um, it's a big deal for us to, to do it too. So something else that's been very exciting for us this, uh, this time out, the, uh, the last numbers from uh, previews are in, and um, 
Action Lab Comics is now one of the top 20 publishers uh, in comics in the nation. And um, we couldn't do it without fans that we have like you, uh, supporters, people who buy our books, people who tweet about our books, who blog about our books, who review our books, who, who know our characters and tell their friends about our books, who ask their libraries to you know collect Princeless and Skyward and, um, and books like that for them. We couldn't have done it without the support of the fans and the people listening to this podcast. So I'm going to thank each and every one of you individually, but of course, I don't have the time nor the stamina to do that. So... I just wanted to give out a big collective thank you to everyone to help us, you know, reach that that level. And we hope to go only, uh, you know, bigger and better from here. We have some great titles coming up. I'm going to be talking about some of them uh, in the preview segment, and um, we're definitely going to, as I said, only uh, onward and upward from here. So thank you uh, very much. And I just name checked Princeless in the last segment. Uh, last, last little bit here. I just wanted to mention that uh, Princeless's mastermind, uh, the man behind the story, and all um, and all of the the goodness that is Princeless, Jeremy Whitley, uh, is on the Nerdist podcast. Um, you know, Chris Hardwick's uh, uh, Nerdist um, conglomerate, I guess you call it. It's a website. It's a YouTube site. It's, it's a channel. It's, it's all kinds of stuff. Audio Nerds Podcast, Jeremy was their guest, uh, talking about Princeless, talking about diversity uh, in comics, uh, things of that nature, very interesting. It's always interesting to hear the man speak, and uh, this was no exception, so check out that podcast after you're done listening to this one. And finally, New York Comic Con is coming up, the last big con of the season, the last big con of the year, and uh, we have quite a few uh, of our Action Lab people, either in Arnest Alley or at the Action Lab booth. Uh, we have our own table there, of course, in, on uh, Action Lab uh the Action Lab booth at New York Comic Con, but also in Artist Alley, we'll be featuring uh, some of our our, our our talent from Action Lab, including uh, Jim Eigel, uh, Dan Mendoza, uh, Mark Bertolini, Anthony Rutgazer, uh Jeremy Whitley, Jeremy Dale, uh, and Eric Grissom. Uh, they will all be appearing in New York Comic Con, either at our Action Lab booth or in, in the Artist Alley. So come see us, come by, and get some of the best comics and money can buy uh, from Action Lab at New York Comic Con. We will see you there. Okay, and that's all the major news we have going on right now. Let's go right to uh, previews. Month of September pre-orders. We have a lot of books uh, for pre-order this month in the September issue of previews. Uh, We're going to start off with the, uh, the Danger Zone side. Uh, Crimson Society number three by Mike Hunell and uh, and Carlos Trigo. Uh, this is a really cool mix of sci-fi and supernatural themes. Uh, really uh, anime influenced art. Very sweet. Uh, uh, a mix of, of styles and flavors here. Very good. Uh, very interesting comic and, and really cool uh, book. Number three is going to be is available for pre-order right now uh, in previews. Uh, another of our uh, Danger Zone books. Uh, that's been doing really well, and uh, we'll be inter- uh, we uh, will be playing an interview that I had with uh, I made with um, Ken Crackler, the creator of this book. At the end of this episode is uh, Dry Spell number four, and this is the uh, the conclusion uh, to the Dry Spell story. Kind of uh, a very multi layered story, very very subtle, and uh, we go into it a little more uh, detail uh, in the interview. Uh, Dry Spell number four, the art. And writing it by Ken Crackler. Uh, very, if you like uh, uh, good layered storytelling, uh, good uh, you know storytelling that uh, definitely has like the graphic design sensibilities of a, of a Jonathan Hickman. Also, kind of the layered story. Dry spell number four. Ken Crackler, as I said, is the interview of this episode. Our next selection is uh, the M theory. Uh, 
Everything and Small Doses Number 2 by Brockton McKinney and Larkin Ford. Uh, this issue, we're going into the, um, the, the more of the history of Mr. Everything, the assassin monkey, of course, theory. And if you're not familiar with M-theory, the fact that there is an assassin monkey named Mr. Everything is only the tip and, and, and sometimes bizarre iceberg that is M-theory. Uh, it's definitely one of our almost out there books, but it's uh, for some it may be an acquired taste, but it is one worth acquiring. Uh, it's, it's very much reminiscent of um, the kind of uh, books that Vertigo used to put out back in the 90s and and, uh, and, and aughts, where you know they really took chances with uh, ideas and story and character. And uh, I can honestly say that this book is like nothing else that's on the stacks right now. Uh, M-Theory, Everything and Small Doses, which is the second story arc, and this is the second issue of that arc. Also from the Action Lab Danger Zone side this month, we have Itty Bitty Bunnies in Rainbow Pixie Candyland, Cockfight. Now, when we talk about the books that are on the shelves right now, later on in this podcast, uh, Itty Bitty Bunnies in Rainbow Cat and Pixie Candyland Save Christmas is available right now at your LCS. Uh, but this is the, the next one shot from the insane uh, mind of Mr. Dean Ranking. If you're a fan of uh, Adult Swim, if you're a fan of Tim and Eric, of uh, Ren and Stimpy, of Yon and Vasquez, you know, uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, and, uh, and, and Invader Zim, uh, South Park, uh, when, if you like comedy with no boundaries and no limit to the insanity, then this is the book for you. Uh, Itty Bitty Bunnies in Rainbow Pixie Candyland Cockfight. Um, it just, uh, over the top insanity, strange and, and weird humor, very funny. And if you're into that kind of stuff, if you're into really irreverent humor that takes no prisoners, then by all means, pre-order that book right now in your previous. The Danger Zone side is uh, Scum of the Earth. It's being, um, the first three issues are being collected into a trade paperback. This is by Mark Bertolini, who will be appearing at New York Comic Con, and uh, Rob Cronenberg's. And if you missed this as it came out digitally, or if you missed it in single issues on the stand, then... You definitely want to get this trade paperback. Um, the short, the short sale on this, the elevator pitch, is a couple of grindhouse style killers, a la natural born killers, Mickey and Mallory type, who go up against alien robots, ruthless Terminator style alien robots. And so, if any of that what I have just said appeals to you in any way, uh, it's it's really uh, well done. This really cool art style, very interesting book, and and if you like those elements that I just described to you then you should definitely check out Scum of the Earth in a trade paperback form. Next is a, is a book that's been getting a lot of buzz, and rightfully so, uh, a lot of really good reviews. Southern Dog Number 4 by Jeremy Holt. Uh, the interior art is done by Alex Diotto, and the cover art is done by the incomparable Riley Rossmo. Now, this is a book, uh, you know, you may see, you know, here, oh, a werewolf book. Well, you know, this is a very much more well-thought-out book than that. There is more going on in this book that says things about Southern culture, about uh, racism, uh, about the um, the rise of the Obama administration in, in relation to those kind of things, um, than it does about lycanthropy, uh, per se. Uh, it is a multi-layered story with uh, a lot of text and subtext going on, and uh, a lot of really great reviews behind this book, and rightfully so. It's a dynamite book. And issue number four, the final issue of the story arc, is available for pre-order right now in previews, and I definitely recommend that you do that. Finally, from the Danger Zone side, uh, we have Zombie Tramp number five. And this has been a 
Zombie Tramp has been a pretty big hit for us, and uh, it, it, ha- it has that same kind of um, over-the-top humor and tone, like like an Itty Bitty Bunnies does, but not as cartoony and with a little more of an edge to it. We Zombie Tramp has taken her gig on the road. She's gone through Vegas. She's dealt with um, a zombie Elvis, you know, out of the frying pan and into the fire as she goes down the American highway. We're also on this issue. Also has a new artist, uh, Dennis Budd, taking over for TM Chew for this issue. And uh, if you want to find out what all the buzz is about on Zombie Tramp, this would be a good place to start as she you know, starts her road trip across Zombie America. So Zombie Tramp number 5 by Dan Mendoza, Jason Martin, and Dennis Budd. On the, uh, the Action Lab proper side, first off by um, Anthony Rutgazer and uh, Philip Sevy. We and cover art by Lee Motor. We have First Hero number two. This, this is a very interesting premise, and it's been paying off in, in interesting ways as the story goes on. Uh, the 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 basic premise is that they have a process that will give you superpowers, but in ninety nine point nine percent of the cases in which they give someone superpowers, it drives them incredibly insane. The zero point one percent of that equation is the protagonist of the book, Jake Roth, the one person who has been given abilities far beyond those immortal men who has not gone over the deep edge uh, sanity-wise. And it's a really cool, uh, as I said, premise, and it's a cool setup. The art is wonderful. The story is great. Uh, First Hero number four is available in previews for pre-order right now. My next uh, next book I have here is something I'm very excited about. This is one of the, 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 the big books this year. This and are coming from Action Lab, and another one that I'll be talking about in just a minute. But this is called. This is the book "Fight Like a Girl," uh, written by David Pinkney and the artist. Um, write this person. Write this artist's name down because you're going to want to remember it after you see the art. Uh, Sue Lee premise for a story. It's almost like a recasting of uh, the Twelve Labors of Hercules, but with girl power. Uh, I'm standing before a jury of nine gods. Amorosa pleads for a chance to risk her life and gain entry to the wishing well, while she will attempt to fight her way through and survive. Nine trials to claim her prize, a single wish that will save her eternally ill brother. And um, the art on this is just great. And the story, as I said, the premise is just wonderful. Again, it's a very female-empowering story, much like Princess has been. Um, so Fight Like a Girl, number one. You're going to want to grab it and pre-order it now because it's going to be one of those things that's going to disappear off the shelf and everybody's going to be talking about it and you're not going to have your copy. So pre-order it now. It's in uh, previews. Also on the action left side, we have Jack Hammer, Usurper, number two of two. The two-shot story of Jack Hammer, the uh, the hard-boiled uh, super noir story that Brandon Burroughs and uh, Brandon Barrows and Ionic have been telling uh, in the Jack Hammer universe has been really interesting. And this Usurper, Usurper two-shot has really you know, progressed the story even further than the original. Um, number two of the two-shot is available on the, on, you know, in, the preview, in previews for pre-order right now. A book that you may have missed, but you're going to be kicking yourself if you did, and now you have another chance to get. Midnight Tiger by Ray Anthony Height and Dwayne Fenstra is available in a trade paperback collecting the first story arc. Uh, this is the best teen superhero book I have read since Invincible started. Uh, this is a fresh take on the teen superhero you know, stereotype, trope, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's, it's a fresh take for the new millennium. It's a really great story. If you know Ray Anthony Height's art, then you know the art is impeccable. And if you don't, then 
Shame on you. Go Google his name right now and see what see what you get because the man worked for Marvel. He's worked for DC. He's done a lot of work in the industry, and he is a you know, really really good artist. And he really brings it to this book. Uh, Midnight Tiger, the trade paperback, is available uh, for pre in previews this month. Um, the other book I'm very excited about that we have in uh, previews this month, and it has debuted digitally in uh, in issue zero on Comixology. You can go to Comixology right now for 99 cents, get the zero issue of Planet Gigantic by Eric Grissom and Dave Halverson. This book has just a great look. Reminds me very much of Jendi Tartakovsky or, or Mobius. or uh, It's just very cool. Uh, maybe even a little Alex Toth. It's really hard to describe. But it's a really cool look for this book. Basically, the basic premise is that there are these two, two superpower teenagers. They are stranded on a huge planet of peril and uh, intergalactic monsters and all kinds of other uh, crazy, uh, strange sci-fi things that they will have to deal with along the way. The art style is really cool. The story is really fun. Um, it's got that you know sense of high adventure. Though a lot of this is just a very light adventure. It's just very has that kind of heads up, smiling spirit of adventure that you look for, or at least I look for anyway, in a good comic book. And Planet Gigantic number two is available for pre-order uh, in previews this month. And wrapping up the Action Lab side, Shinobi Ninja Princess by Martheus Wade and, Jan and Janet Wade, uh, number four. Now, if you're, a friend of, if you're a fan of Martheus Wade, you know the story of Jetta. Uh, Tales of the Tashigawa, his, uh, his ninja samurai story that he told before. And this is almost like a prequel to that, but a recasting as well. It's a reimagining of, of some of those same characters um, as their younger selves still training um, and learning the ways of the ninja and the ways of the samurai. Um, this book has a great um, look. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's anime, but it has anime influence. It look, very much reminds me of Tezuka-san. Uh, and some of its storytelling, it is uh, definitely, of course, influenced by Asian culture. So it makes sense that the art would be influenced by Asian comic art as well. It just is, is a, again, a cool mix of high adventure for all ages. Good story. Um, great art, of course, by Martheus Wade. He always brings the art. Uh, Shinobi, Ninja Princess number four, is uh, available for pre-order in the previews uh, catalog out for September. And that does it for our previews. Um segment of the show now let's talk about some of the books that you can find from action lab and action lab danger zone that are currently on the racks okay some of these have come out in the past few weeks and some have just come out very recently either this or last week so these are things that you should be able to find on the racks uh, of your local comic store from action lab uh, let's start out with um a bow plushy trade paperback um if you have not checked out Bo Plushy, I would appreciate you know I'd appreciate if you do yourself the favor. Go to Comicsology, spend ninety nine cents, get the first issue, and take a look at this. This art is like, it's like hip hop and manga had a baby, uh, and its name is Bo Plushy. The 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 action is incredible. The 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 story is is way over the top to the point where you can't even see the bottom anymore. The art is, is beautiful. I mean, it's just, I mean, and to hear the premise of the book, it seems a bit, you know, frivolous. You know, where the artist takes it, where the where the story goes, is not really what you would expect. And uh, it's just a really cool story. Again, it's it's, an, it's a cool mix of, like, uh, craziness and, and hip-hop manga action, as it were. Um, Bo Plushy, the trade paperback of the first, uh, first arc, is available. Uh, on the racks of your of your local finest comic book stores, 
another comic I mentioned earlier, the Itty Bitty Bunnies and Rainbow Pixie Candyland. This time they're saving Christmas. And you can get this one in one of two uh, cool covers. There's one that looks like a, uh, a box of cereal, and there's another that is a tribute to Breaking Bad. Um, this is by Dean Rankin, and it's definitely not for kids. Although it is, you know, it does have cute bunnies and stuff. That's definitely not for little kids. It's something that, um, again, if you if you're into irreverent humor, if you're into humor that really has no boundary, then by all means, get that book. A new number one for um, for Action Lab just debuted. Uh, Hero Cats of Stellar City. If you're into cats <laughs> and you're into superheroes, these are the uh, feline defenders that you've been looking for. And they also will be sharing a comic with Princeless for our Halloween comic uh, f uh, fest uh, giveaway. Hero Cats of Stellar City number one is available at your LCS. Another book that's about to be on the racks, uh, September 24th, will be number two of Shinobi Ninja Princess. As I said, Martheus Wade bringing the art, the story, um, with this, and it's just a really cool all-ages um, tale of, of uh, coming of age, growing up, and learning. Really great, great comics, and I, I, I can't recommend it enough, so that is also available at your LCS. Another recent release, as it should be still on the shelves, is Skyward Volume 3, Battle at Three Rivers. Uh, if you have not uh, checked out Jeremy Dale's Skyward, and you enjoy epic fantasy tales with um, cool, well-realized well, uh, well characters, and just really stunning art. Um, and check out Skyward. This is the, the, the Volume 3. This is the culmination of the story arc that began all the way in number 1. The big conflict, the big battle in the war, the Battle of Three Rivers. It kind of changes the entire status quo of that comic and, and, and of all the characters' lives in that comic. Um, there's a lot going on in that story arc and a lot in those issues, and uh, you're definitely going to want to check that out. Uh, again, if you haven't treated yourself to Skyward, then what are you waiting for, man? It's, it's good stuff. You will uh, you will really dig it. So by all means, check that book out. Skyward. Okay, and that about wraps it up for our uh, On the Rack segment. We're going to go right into our interview now with Ken Kreckler, the creator of Dry Spell. Again, one of the um, one of the coolest and best uh, new comics out there. I wouldn't even I wouldn't say that I would say that even if it wasn't an action lab because it takes a really interesting premise and kind of uh, and kind of uh, really goes as far as it can with it and just really pays it off. And I really appreciated the chance to talk to Ken about Dry Spell because I enjoyed it so much. So let's just get right to that interview. Here's Ken Kreckler and myself talking about Dry Spell among other things. Hey everybody, Jim Deeds here on Action Lab Podcast, and I have the distinct pleasure this evening of speaking to Mr. Ken Crackler. Uh, good evening, sir. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, the author and artist of Dry Spell from Action Lab, which is it's one of my favorite Action Lab titles for sure, uh, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, to a person, I've found that every person that's worked with Action Lab has a real love and affection for the the, the medium of comics and I mean you, you made that your you know, your profession as a graphic designer and illustrator or whatever but um just I always tend to ask the same question to start out with you know what what is your you know comics DNA as it were like where did you start you know your love of the medium and and maybe later on like where did you really understand like the like you know what the medium could do what you know what was special to the medium and why you know why you wanted to express yourself that way um well what was special to the medium for me was that it's one of the only mediums that's both visual it's like story driven and visually driven but the only person you really need to uh, 
produce it is yourself. Like it's just you can do it as just you don't have to rely on anybody else. If you do a movie, you got to rely on a camera guy and actors and writers and stuff. If you do a book, you have to work with publishers and everything. But this was something that I I wanted to. Um, it was the only thing. It was the only way that I knew it would ever really get done is if it all was just, you know, my responsibility. Um, as for how I started to get into it, I always did it as a kid. I think most most comic book artists and artists in general start out as kids doing that kind of thing. And it wasn't until college when I took a comic book making class that I um, had a project to do an eight-page comic book. And I worked for the first time digitally doing it, and um, it looked good. And after that, I did that those eight pages become became the last eight pages in the first graphic novel I ever did wow. in 2009. Yeah. Awesome. So you you said uh, 2000 was when you did your first one? 2009, sorry. 2009. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, sure. let's, uh, let's talk about Dry Spell really quick. I am really digging it. I've read the first couple of issues. I've been reading them digitally. I don't know if um, if you've checked out the Guided View um, version of, of your book. I have. I don't. I have. Yeah. I really, I really think it brings out like the graphic design aspects of your, of your, your, uh, your writing there, um, especially yeah. you know, the way like when, I mean, I, I, I read a review that was compared compared Dry Spell to Jonathan Hickman. I think I kind of see where the parallel is there. Like he is very much has that kind of graphic design sensibility uh, in his page layout and um, you know his captioning and things like that. Plus, he, just like in Dry Spell, he, he, he he's telling a bigger story. You know, the the thing I, I, I appreciate about what you're doing with Dry Spell is a lot of times when someone is trying to tell the backstory with the front story, there's not enough of it there to keep you interested or there's too much and they're kind of blowing the, what they're trying to reveal. I think yeah. I think you're hitting a really good balance with Dry Spell so far. I mean, as far as like showing, you know, uh, the, t- Tom's old life and his new life, you know, in comparison and, and all that. I, I think it's a really good balance of like intrigue as to how he got that way and, you know, who he was and everything as well as, you know, the story going on, you know, in the foreground, uh, working really well with that. Um, I'm, I'm assuming all that's intentional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not something you come, come across by chance. Um, is, yeah. I know Dry Spell originally came out in 2011. Am I right about that? Yeah. And then now it's being broken down into monthly issues for Action Lab. Um, did you go back to the art at all or the writing at all and change anything from the original, or is this a straight-up... Uh... uh the I did I did add a uh, a page or two of new artwork and story to the end of the first issue so that the first issue would have a sense of closure mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise it would have been a, a bit abrupt to sort of end it where it originally ended but um, other than that so far no it's all been unchanged um, I I'm actually pretty excited that dry spells getting a second chance like this because you know, nobody really the first time around was, it was only my second time to do a graphic novel and it didn't, didn't get a lot of exposure and stuff. So to have a second opportunity to do something like this with action lab is really cool. I, like I said, I've only, I've only read the first two issues. Now when you originally published it, you published it all as one in one piece. Yeah. And that was your kinetic press. Um, yeah, label, right. Yeah. That was kinetic press. Um, some, something, um, one, um, I, like I said, I've read the first couple issues and I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm up to speed on the story, but 
Let's give our, our listeners like the elevator pitch for Dry Spell if they aren't familiar. Um, okay, well, do you want to just do you want to hear how I pitch it at cons? Sure, whatever's easiest for you, sir. Mm-hmm. All right, but you'll have to help me because it's it's a back and forth between us. Okay. So, if I came to you and said that we were, you know, we were we're good friends, and I come to you and I have this problem, and I say, um, my parents want me to be a doctor. They want me to go through medical school and be a doctor like them. But I don't really want to be a doctor. I want to be an artist. I want to do this art, this artwork that makes me very, very happy and kind of connects me to the world. But if I don't become a doctor like my parents want, then they'll disown me. They'll never talk to me again. They'll cut me off from everything. They'll never help me. They'll, I'll, be, I'll be out. What should I do, sir? Should I be a doctor or an artist? I'd say, I'd say be an artist. And why would you say be an artist? Because I'm very much, I mean, I basically spent my whole life following my heart and my passions of what I wanted to do. So that's where the example I would draw would be for myself. But what if I told you that my art was to spread violence and destruction in every direction? Uh, I see what you did there. Violent and super feared criminal that the world has ever seen. What would you tell me then? I would say that uh, if Dry Spell weren't so serious, it could it could definitely pass as a Venture Brothers script. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, see what you did there. Very nice. Very nice reversal, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, really it's basically about a guy who's flying around and has superpowers or some shit. I don't know. I don't really remember it anymore. It, it, what it kind of reminds me of, and I kind of, it, um, it's almost like a junkie after rehab. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... Like the itch yeah. is still there to, to to taste, you know, what what he, that forbidden fruit that he really enjoyed before, and that, you know, he's in with the like in the second issue he gets in with the crowd in his office who are all like kind of figured out who he was, and you know they're kind of like trying to coax him back into it's like an addict almost. That's the way I, I'm reading it so far anyway. You know, like trying and they're trying to kick, but it's it's There's not a, taking. You know, the cure is not taking it seems. Yeah, I mean, there's a drug parallel in there to sort of symbolize that transition as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I really like it. I thought it was a really fresh take. It's interesting uh, thing. I mean, we've seen like you know the the bad guy trying to go straight thing before, but not from this point of view. And I really really appreciated that from Dry Spell. Plus, I mean, the, visually it's just so striking that I'm, I'm thinking especially of the cover for issue number two uh, with the Thanks. woman with the woman in silhouette um, with the negative space. Just beautifully done. Really really great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, I. I I, one of the reasons I, I work for Action Lab is because I really believe in our, a lot of in, in you know ninety nine percent of our books and uh, yours is no exception. I really, I really like what you're doing there. Um, but you know, dry spell isn't the only thing on your plate, is it right now? No, I also do a I do a comic book series called Westward. It's a black and white steampunk book, and it's ten issues long. Uh, number nine uh, is available for pre order through Diamond next month. And you can visit the Westward site at achieveordie.com. Wow, nice catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely memorable. Also, there's a uh, Westward uh, Facebook page that I saw earlier today mm-hmm. um, that you can you can follow if you want to check out some of the art from that and see, see what the, um, what he's doing. That looks pretty interesting. Um, the, the, you're, 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 um, the, the art style you do is very detailed. It reminds me of my... Uh, I have a friend, uh, Dave Wachter, who's an artist who has a very de- different but detailed style as well. And uh, I think that really suits the steampunk thing, you know, for all the gadgets and gears mm-hmm. and 
um, you know, co copper bearings and whatever else, you know, you need to pilot a dirigible or whatever. Um, I, uh, I'll have to check Westward out. Those are available. Or can they order them from your website? The, the past issue? Yeah, they can. Or? Yeah. If they go to, if you go to achieve or die.com, there are a couple of links to where you can get them and where they're available. Sweet. Well, um, th thanks a lot for talking to us. I can really appreciate it. the book is, uh, oh. from action lab is a uh, dry spell. And, um, uh, uh, issue two is is presently out on the stands, and uh, issue I think issue three is up uh, in the new previews, so you definitely want to check that out. Um, if you check out our Twitter and Facebook accounts, you can see some of the art from Dry Spell as well, um, get an idea of what you're in for there. Or you can go to um, kinetic-press.com and check out Ken's art there, or kenkreckler.com. Um, you can see what we're talking about here. It's a really unique style and. Uh, sometimes I wish this were a video podcast just so I could show off the art uh, from all the artists on the show. But um, thanks a lot for talking to us, us tonight, Ken. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks to Ken for talking to us. I had some technical difficulties with Skype that evening, so I had to cut the uh, the interview a little shorter than I would have liked. Uh, hopefully we'll have Ken on again in the future. We can talk a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, we had some technical difficulties that evening, so my apologies to Ken, and I definitely will have him on again in the future. So that's it for our Action Lab podcast for the month of September. Our next uh, installment will be all the news out of New York Comic Con and all the stuff going on in October. Until then, thank you so much for your support. Again, we've made it into the top 20 uh, tier of publishers because of our fans like well, you. So keep spreading the word, stay alert, and all that good stuff. And we'll see you again real soon. Hammer it, Jim. One, two, one, two. Viper, it's long sister.